Hey everybody, Joe here from the Lions Led by Donkeys podcast. If you enjoy what we do here on the show and you think it's worth your hard-earned money, you can support the show via Patreon. Just a $1 donation gets you access to bonus episodes, our Discord, and regular episodes before everybody else. If you donate at an elevated level, you get even more bonus content. A digital copy of my book, The Hooligans of Kandahar, and a sticker from our Teespring store. Our show will always be ad-free and is totally supporter-driven. We use that money to pay our bills, buy research materials that make this show possible, and support charities like the Kurdish Red Crescent, the Flint Water Fund, and the Halo Trust. Consider joining the Legion of the Old Crow today. And now back to the show. You have like the, the bumpy braille nipples of Stevie Wonders? Yeah, they were nice. You know, and like you grab a woman's breast and it's... And you, you feel it and... It feels like a bag of sand when you're touching it. Bag of sand. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of the Lions Led by Donkeys podcast. I uh, got the whole crew in the house today. Uh, have, most importantly, you have Laika. You have me, Joe. Rich. You have Nick. Did you What's fart? up, Laika? No, you. No. No, oh, okay. <laughs> that was the seat. It's not awkward. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> it was probably the seat. So uh, I guess this is a th- this intro is a good way to show uh, how far we've come in, in two years and a hundred episodes of, of of still not being good at this. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we are doing a Q and A for our hundredth episode. That is a hundred on the dot. No, I certainly did not go over that uh, by by several. Um, <laughs> good at planning. Uh, you said you wouldn't forward. do it, and you did it. Hey, that if you're not if you're keeping track, I do that a lot. No one likes a liar, Joe. I was not lying. You merely uh, misheard me. In this extreme time of uncertainty, you're starting to sound like all of the politicians. <laughs> look, look here, Jack. <laughs> uh, I got nothing after that. <laughs> no, nothing that Nate wouldn't have to edit out. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're doing a Q&A for our 100th episode, and it is about our two-year anniversary as well. I think it's like a couple weeks removed, something like that. Uh, so we've come a long way in uh, two years, in a hundred episodes exactly. Have we not? I mean, yeah, like two rooms, a <laughs> hundred. Uh, like for like for one, our our, our original room uh, exploded with a water leak, uh, <laughs> uh, and we found out that night that the guy who fixed it was a Lions Led by Donkeys fan. Hey, hey so uh, thanks, Roof Guy. Uh, not Isn't he Australian. No, uh, that was the guy who uh, repaired the, the, the hole in the ceiling, not the guy who fixed the air conditioner that was pouring water oh. into the hole. <laughs> Wrong guy. Uh, some, some fine worksmanship here in the Pacific Northwest when it comes to home building. Uh, now we started out uh, as like we were getting drunk and roasting YouTube videos about history and playing video games and stuff. And, you know, we made a Q&A when we hit 10 episodes because we did 10 episodes on time and it like blew our minds and we actually have, have not missed an episode update on schedule yet which is far more reliable than i am at work so <laughs> i have to i have to say i'm proud of us for that with our shit schedule yeah, oh, yeah. i mean all of us have terrible schedules where we do not sleep like normal people and uh, sometimes we've we've come down to the wire quite a few times. One time I had to call it, or like two times I had to call him like an emergency guest host because the army stole you off the NPC or something. <laughs> and it was just a subject that Rich would, would not have appreciated, or she was also stolen away by the military for a lot of stretches of time. Very few of these subjects. No offense, guys. Yeah, uh, the third co-host, not the biggest <laughs> fan of the show. I'm glad, uh, glad we got that. I love, I love the show. 
Joe and Nick are awesome. Just not a big fan of history. <laughs> yeah, that's problematic on a history show. <laughs> Especially with like coworkers. Like, hey, do you listen to this show? You sound kind of like that host. <laughs> no, nope. that's not me. <laughs> that's definitely not Rich. Uh, because if you quiz me, I won't know shit. So clearly that's not me. See, it's just it's plausible deniability. I yeah. have to up, up, uh, hold it. Yeah, that's the, that's the same way as like, it's plausible deniability that um, every once in a while when we get too drunk, we say something that has to be edited out. That never happened. It's not sitting saved on like uh, Nate's burn file somewhere, whatever we piss him off to Black just really corner. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to need you to up those Patreon donations room and let the <laughs> slur slide. Uh, we have not said any slurs. Yeah, uh, I, need, I, no I, I feel like I need to point that out. Uh, and if we did, they were probably directed at Texas. More than likely. <laughs> yes. Uh, there have been a few at California and, and New Jersey as well. And Michigan. Yeah, but fuck Michigan. <laughs> we, we say a lot about New Jersey, and I think I said a lot of hateful shit about Philadelphia as well. I think either Arkansas or Alabama, one of those A states, too. I mean, low-hanging be, yeah. fruit. <laughs> Alabama's they, they, really low. They fucking know. <laughs> I mean, they know, right? I know. They won't even do a shelter-in-place order in Alabama, apparently. <laughs> uh, it's actually incredibly easy to pray coronavirus away. <laughs> Uh, that's why I'm still healthy. Yeah, it's so you have to all commune in church, all in one crowded area. It's not the fact that I don't have a a, a life is why. That's uh, why um, you know I was really good at social distancing by not having any friends. Uh, <laughs> but you're still going to work. You're essential. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm over that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not cool with being essential. Samezies. Now, like when we started this whole thing, did you think that we were ever going to make a hundred fucking not episodes? At all. <laughs> Like, Rich, you never think it was going to get off the ground. I didn't think much about it <laughs> at, at first, to be honest. Did you think we'd have a million people that have listened to us speak? No. Definitely not no. that part either. I thought best case scenario, we'd have like 500 people. And like, yeah, these guys are all right. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> thought we'd get so pissed off at the first episode. We'd be like, fuck this. <laughs> you losers all need to find something better to do with your lives. Just kidding. We love you. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I, I disagree wholeheartedly with Rich. Uh, you should pay more attention to us. Uh, don't do that. It might melt your brain. There's actually somebody's uh, question. like, do you think it's it's good right now? To, is, is it a good time to binge watch uh, Lions Led by Donkeys? Uh, I mean, professionally, I have to say yes. <laughs> Mentally, uh, probably not. Uh, skip around to the lighthearted episodes. Skip on the genocide and the Nazi stuff. To be a stickler here, but you can't binge watch this. <laughs> binge listen. Shut yeah. up. Shut up, you Rich. Watch it. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. The semantics police are here. <laughs> Always. I just, finally, I believe in the all cops are bastards thing. Uh, now, it, it's really strange because, like, uh, since this show started, I've traveled across the country and I've talked to like uh, college students and professionals and stuff, and like legitimate academics like yeah i love your show like why (laughs) why (laughs) one i know i can't pronounce things for shit okay and two like my research should not be being praised by a fucking phd even though i'm really proud of it like i feel like it's below you i mean please don't stop listening to us uh i have bills to pay but uh you're giving them reasons i know i should stop yeah it's like when everybody says that they enjoyed my book i'm like i'm sorry or nobody's perfect. Yeah, just quit while you're ahead, Joe. <laughs> Don't touch Steven. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but Rich is threatening us with our cardboard cutout of Steven Seagal. I was just looking. His <laughs> midsection looks a little off. Did you do something to him? Yeah, no, fat. he probably photoshopped it because he's fat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not, you know, thanks to uh, like our incredibly loyal fan base that has uh, joined us on Discord, um, uh, we actually now have a cardboard cutout of a rapist in our, uh, in our, Recording studio. Staring at Rich. (laughs) In a very creepy way. He really is like staring down at me. Steven Seagal can only stare at you in a creepy way. (laughs) That's true. He's he's eyeing you like prime rib, both because he's hungry and because he's a rapist. Who chose that specific picture to make a cardboard cutout with? Like he's making I'm going to assume Steven Seagal himself. (laughs) I'm going to assume Steven Seagal himself. He thought that was hot. Yeah, he's like this these are my bedroom eyes. Uh, now I feel like it would be a good way because I just said, uh, I was just talking about how, how, you know, big we've all, uh, this, the show's become, um, like we've met people, uh, in the wild that enjoy our show, which is weird. Uh, like I've seen more than one, uh, sticker just floating around JBLM or like the Lakewood area or Seattle. Which, like, I always want to be like, whose car is this? <laughs> and, and follow them home? Yeah, and then, like, just hide in their closet for a yeah. little while. Um, but, like, it, it's 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 wild. So I thought we should bring us down a bit by reading a bad review I found on iTunes. It's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, one, uh, uh, so I use a podcast app to listen to uh, other podcasts. And I never listen to ours because my I find my own voice horrible uh, called CastBox. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, I know it's, like... I guess it's kind of popular, but uh, I did not know you could leave comments on it. And I saw that our feed had like four comments. All of them are on the Andersonville prison episode and all of them are insulting us because they're neo-confederates. <laughs> really? Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go back and look at that. Uh, oh. that, that, that. Those aren't the reviews I wanted to get into because uh, those people are hardly literate and I don't feel like being a code breaker today. Um Though I did see that one of them said that, like, <laughs> they definitely said that uh, we w- must have gone to public school, which, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not, sure what, I'm not sure what you thought you were tuning into uh, in this Brown podcast. Of, yeah, uh, I am local Cornell graduate, uh, Joseph Kasabian. We or once were enlisted members of the army. Where the fuck do you think soldiers come from? And, and like, went to, at best, a bad state university. <laughs> The old, okay, I can't say that. I have a culinary degree from before the Army. But the only reason I'm close to a bachelor's is because of Army tuition assistance. And it's an online shitty school, so come the fuck on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that my dumb ass that was poor as fuck is not going to scrape my way through college without the military. Uh, For sure. It, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we went to state, uh, we, went, we went to public schools and we go to public schools now and fuck you. <laughs> As, as does like 90% Suck of America. Suck my lower class dick. <laughs> uh, it, but this this review comes from iTunes. Uh, so recently we've become unlock we've we've been unlocking bonus content um, to help people uh, like kind of distract themselves from being locked inside and not being able to go to work. Uh, also under the understanding that you know giving money to a podcast that makes you laugh every now and then isn't the highest priority for everybody right now. Uh, so I started unlocking more content to give people two episodes a week. Um, one of those was the remake of Red Dawn, which I think we all agreed was the worst movie we ever watched. So far, yeah. I only noticed Chris Hemsworth, that he was there, that he was hot, 
I enjoyed when he got shot in the head. I didn't. I did not enjoy that. I think we laughed at that part. You know, I did uh, because I watched it in theater. I think I point out like I didn't expect the main character to go down like that. <laughs> I didn't know how I just doom. and that, and that's how you could tell that when they wrote that movie, they did not think Chris Hemsworth was going to be Thor by that point because they would not have <laughs> killed him, uh, or at least not without some heroic last stand that definitely would end with "You guys go, I'll stay here." No, he just gets fucking gunned down the hallway like a fucking in a shitty apartment building. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be fair, they did shoot it in Michigan. Uh, they all look like that. <laughs> that's the nicer ones. Uh, you know, I would actually like to thank the fine uh, North Korean People's Army for uh, refurbishing uh, Waterford, Michigan, and giving everybody jobs. Uh, I'm I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> not a big Juche guy in here, but anyway, this come this is a bad uh, review that comes from that. It's obviously not a, a Patreon supporter because it's on iTunes, and that only would have been available to him about last month. Um, so. Uh, quote, why are you comparing modern day left wing bullshit with the remake of a good movie? The, the new one is terrible, as you say, but why bring up things that happened in America a long time ago? We know the movie is stupid and dumb, but bring your stupid left wing politics is also stupid and dumb. Who cares? Just review the horrible and stupid movie. Okay. Drink every time he said stupid. <laughs> We're a history podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we are. What? We are a history podcast. That's the first thing that point. And Why are you talking about shit that happened in American history? And most importantly, literally the only thing he could be talking about is the fact that I brought up that this movie is shot in Washington State and, uh, or sorry, shot in Michigan and based in Spokane in Washington State, where we're located, which has a huge track record of of anti Asian racism. Uh, and the and I point out that we live maybe thirty minutes away from a former internment camp. So that apparently was a pretty big distraction to him. Also, oh no, there's left-wing bullshit in this podcast hosted by socialists! <laughs> it's great because you're in your PJs. I <laughs> am wearing <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, full-on lockdown mode. It is, we were recording at 3 p.m. You're in uniform. You just changed out of workout clothes, and I'm in pajama pants. <laughs> Pajama pants that are hiked up to your knees for some reason. <laughs> uh, I got to get the air flowing through. <laughs> the recording studio is either really, really hot or really, really cold. I have to be prepared for both. So I have one pant leg rolled up just in case like the crypts roll through <laughs> and one roll down in case I get kind of cold because I'm a pussy. <laughs> now, uh, I thought it would be fun to start out with, with that uh, because... Uh, I, I thought it was funny. Solid. Yeah. I got to bring us down before we start talking about stuff. Uh, now, what are your favorite non-history authors or non-history books? Rich, you go ahead and say the most predictable answer ever. <laughs> what? What do you think I'm going to say? Well, seeing how our very first bonus episode is you and me talking about Harry Potter and how magical teenagers fucking suck at war. <laughs> take it from here. Okay. So I have read Harry Potter, the entire series, probably the whole series at least four times. Um, I read read at least one book over a year. Um, I absolutely love them. They never get old. So definitely my favorite books that are non-history, unless you count our Hogwarts episode on this podcast. I mean, that's just history. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also when more I was, than once have gotten in your car and like you were just listening to the audiobook, right? Like a random. Book of the series. <laughs> Is that on, a uh, it was just weird. <laughs> like, I'm going to read the fourth book. 
Yeah, I just like pick one. I'm like, I haven't read go this in one order. in a while. No, I know what happens. I know the whole story. I don't need to go in order. Sometimes I just want to hear about the Goblet of Fire. <sighs> and, and is J.K. Rowling your favorite non-history author? No. Who is? Um, I mean, J.K. Rowling. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Harry Potter isn't my favorite book of all time, but like Harry Potter definitely got me into reading because it came out when I was like in started coming out when I was in middle school. But J.K. Rowling's other stuff has been kind of. Yeah. You I, I kind of go in you phases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, she really actually like I read a couple of her like Robert Galbraith books or whatever, and they're they're not bad. It's just not like the level of Harry Potter. It's just not as good. Um, they're, they're not bad, but they're not Harry Potter. <laughs> I used to read a ton of uh, John Grisham. Like for some reason, when I was in high school, I fucking loved legal thrillers. Um, that is a really well, weird for I've a high schooler to get into. Grisham too. Uh, yeah, I used <laughs> oh, to my love mom him. Definitely... It, that's oh, a mom yeah. book. John is, Grisham yeah. is a mom book. That's probably why I started reading because my mom was reading him, and I would just read some of the books that she read. But I loved, I loved the firm, the Pelican Brief, uh, Time to Kill. Time to Kill is the only one that I've read, um, and I read it after I, I watched the movie because Samuel Jackson. Yes, they deserve to die. <laughs> and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> yeah, uh, Stephen King definitely. Um, I'm really into Leanne Moriarty right now. She's great. But, yeah. Solid name. She sounds like she should be a spy. She's Australian. Oh, so she's racist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, it's sad because really what got me into books is history. Yeah. But the first books I've read were definitely Tom Clancy books my dad had laying around. <laughs> have you Have you ever gone back and looked at when Tom Clancy wrote a sex scene? What? It's terrible do yourself a favor look it up it, what is it in any of his books i cannot remember which book it is in but it is it's bad is it like bland bad or is it like it so you remember the 40 year old virgin bad. you have you remember the 40 year old virgin yeah when steve Carell character is trying to explain what a boob feels like despite never having yeah. felt one <laughs> that's, it, that's tom it. clancy has never fucked <laughs> it's impossible nobody could actually have sex and write that it's <laughs> It's like having sex and then writing that that scene from uh, Enemy at the Gates. Like you know, you wouldn't fuck like that. Have you written a sex scene? I, Absolutely I've not. I cut to black. <laughs> I, I know so. better because I'm a guy. I'm not sensual in I any way. I would really yeah. love to hear a it sex scene that you wrote. It would just be a bunch of caveman drawings, like hieroglyphics <laughs> from you. Just you know, for a bonus episode, I'm going to read the Tom Clancy sex scene and like the most serious narrator yes. voice I possibly can. Uh, but no, I've never, I've never read, uh, wrote a sex scene, and I don't think I ever will. Um, I think you should. Yeah, I think you, really you should, should do America a favor. I'm a white man. I'm afraid of change. <laughs> Throw uh, it in your sci-fi book. I mean, your wife must be so pleased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because I almost did, and I had one in I think the second Citizen of Earth. Um, the Great Trader, which should be coming out this summer. Uh, but I cut it on my second pass through. <laughs> I'm like, nope. <laughs> Even my editor said it was fine. I was like, nope. And my editor is a woman. <laughs> so either she is hurting or like I wrote something decent and I hated it anyway. Which Yona is and Vincent deserve to get some. Oh, they fuck. <laughs> they, they, you're just never going to find out about so it. it. Between the lines. Yeah. Yeah. It's implied. It's the implication. Mm. Uh, my favorite non-history book uh, series is definitely Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings got me into reading from, I don't even know how young I was when I started reading um, Fellowship of the Ring. But I 
like devoured the, all those books in a couple weeks after I watched the first movie and found out, holy shit, this is based on a book. Books must be cool. Uh, and like, also, The Giver was probably around the same time. That I really- love The Giver. I love anything dystopian, really. I think we should all just as collectively forget that there's sequels that completely ruin the first one. <laughs> and everything make- is a lot better. Uh, my f- One of my favorite non-history authors is really hard for me right now. Um, I don't have like an all-time favorite author. I fluctuate wildly. Uh, right now, it's probably Jingo Wexler, who actually lives up in Seattle. Uh and he wrote the Shadow Campaigns, which is like the best fantasy series I've read since uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, it's uh, he takes like the Napoleonic uh, Wars and the French Revolution and gives it magic, and it's baller as fuck. This is why I'm not a book reviewer. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, now, if you I, want, if I saw that book review, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Water. Now, now, <laughs> if, if you're if you're a author and you want me to write a blurb like, "Yo, this book is baller as fuck," and you put it on your cover, hit me up. <laughs> I'll do that for you. New York Times says best fucking book ever, Joe Kasabian. <laughs> so long as your fuck. book actually is baller as fuck, he's not gonna lie for you. I mean, how much money are you paying me? <laughs> I'm a podcaster. I, I I will lie for money. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good thing to advertise in a history podcast i mean history isn't gonna pay me enough money to fucking lie but like oh no one day i might become a history teacher and make twenty five thousand dollars a year look all right. out all right nick what's your favorite i already kind of said it oh did you yeah were you here i'm here mm-hmm. oh i was just wondering <laughs> i don't really have any because i don't think i've ever read a tom clancy book I have, it's not good. <laughs> it's just not there. I'd rather watch the movies. Yeah, which still aren't even at that least good. they're normally starring people like Matt Damon or Ben Affleck, Harrison and they're pretty Ford. to look at. Yeah, Harrison Ford back before he looked like weathered leather. Though to be fair, he's still better looking than me, and he's like eighty. He's a pretty old guy. Yeah, a few plane crashes under his seatbelt. Yeah, too. he's not good at flying. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> I mean, the 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 navy the would probably still probably fucking take the navy would probably still hire him because like uh, someone's got to crash the F thirty five. But uh, yeah, he's not. He should stop. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna let you guys weigh on this because this very I well. Um, you do. Uh, I've thrown both of you, and I can get I definitely weigh more than her. I can attest that you are heavier, so I win. Um, <laughs> Uh, the, the ties that buy this podcast are actually domestic violence. Uh, this is something that will weigh in heavily between the war between your two states. Corn or flour tortillas? <sighs> Go ahead. Okay, so... First shot goes the rich. H-E-B has... How did I know you were going to bring it up one time during this podcast? The, the mixed ones. No, the no, no. Heb. Yeah, no. One or the other. They solved the problem. You're not is gonna, what I'm saying. You're not going to Joe Biden your way out of this. You, you got to pick a side. H-E-B made mixed la tortillas, and they're a mixture of corn and flour tortillas, and they are delicious. But To the gulag. It depends on the. It depends on what you're using them for. Because I love street tacos, okay. which has to be corn tortillas. Uh, okay, but I pick flour tortillas overall. They are more versatile and delicious. I agree. So I. But agree I'm white, too. and I'm from the north. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree also. too. You guys actually both agree on something? Yeah, that you they're different things. Yeah, you they're have good to use for. Them. Yeah. But overall, flour wins. Overall, yeah, flour okay. wins. Flour tortillas get the podcast endorsement. <laughs> H-E-B hit us up for the money. Yeah, let's hey, go H-E-B. H-E-B. The Texas FEMA. Go ahead Hill, and hit Hill us up. Hill Country Fairs. Hill Country Fairs? Hill Country Fair. That's the H-E-B that brand. Is. is it? Yeah. I thought it was just H-E-B. No, it's Hill Country Fair. Weird. <laughs> learn something new every day. I didn't expect to learn anything today. 
Uh, you should, uh, for, I don't know, reasons. Now, this one's directed at me. Uh, someone who is an aspiring author would like to know how I use outlines uh, for my novels and what I had to do to get the hooligans published. Well, those actually, those two questions are actually counterintuitive because I did not use an outline for hooligans, which is why it took so long to fucking edit. Uh, also, uh, the hooligans was rejected, I believe, about 80 times. I, I lost count. Um, literally every major publishing house rejected it or I heard nothing back. Agents rejected me or heard nothing back. Uh, it was bad. Uh, it's not good. Uh, finally it got published obviously. Uh, but you know, when now that, uh, I guess if I was to say what finally got hooligans published is I was not smart enough to quit. Uh, I, I could not quit while I was ahead. (laughs) Uh, persistence. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good word. You pretty much started writing hooligans while we were deployed, right? Yeah. There's actually pictures of me writing it in the tent. Uh, because I was posting it to a blog, which actually might still exist. Uh, I hope not, because those are unedited and terrible. <laughs> and people will see how bad of a writer I actually am. Uh, and people were sharing it with their families back home, and it made their families feel better. I don't know why. <laughs> it's not a happy book. Uh, but as far as um, outlines for my current novels I'm working on, it's kind of like, you do the who, what, where, why, how, and all that other shit uh, for everything. I mean, you're writing a blueprint that you need to fill in with probably like 300 pages of exposition. So, like, you need to know your characters pretty well. You can tell when someone knows their characters well and when someone doesn't because uh, they'd be paper thin. And you, so in order to learn what they are so you can write your book, you should probably write a biography for them and say what they're going to do and what horrible way you're going to kill them eventually. That might just be me, though. <laughs> Um, okay, so <clears throat> hopefully that answered it. Um, <laughs> how? Uh, now, this one is interesting uh, because this kind of could, I feel, I feel like, and this is something that we haven't really talked about on the show, um, mostly because it does like personal politics and beliefs. Um, I'll read the whole thing. Um, I cannot stress how how much I appreciate a leftist military uh, a military history perspective uh, from leftists. Uh, I'm a reservist. Uh, yeah, I know I'm not actually in the Navy. That's all right. Either is your secretary now. Um, <laughs> and even when I show up to drill or my two weeks, uh, I'm routinely the most progressive person in the room. And boy, howdy, is it frustrating. <laughs> I have howdy. felt that. <laughs> Uh, like I cannot tell you how many people I have gotten into fights with because they said incredibly disparaging things about women or transgender people. Rich, I'm sure you have some feelings on that. Oh yeah. Uh, especially when Secre- Secretary Carter passed the directive. Uh, anyway, my question is, how do you feel about leftist gun ownership? I've heard of organizations like the SRA, which is the Socialist Rifle Association, for anybody who's unaware. And I'm a huge fan of Robert Evans. He's always talked about being a proud gun owner. Uh, we can actually all point out that we're all huge fans of Robert Evans. Yes. Um, <laughs> love that guy. Uh, now, this is actually interesting for me uh, because I personally have gone through, I guess, growth. I don't know. Um, I haven't always felt uh, about guns how I do now. Uh, I went from not really having an opinion on them because I never had them in the house growing up to thinking that, wow, these things are kind of awful. They should probably all be thrown into an oven somewhere and destroyed, to we probably need more guns uh, pretty rapidly. And I, 
uh, obviously I was kind of a shithead contrarian leftist in, in high school, which slowly morphed into a more normal American liberal when Obama got elected. And then I quickly flew far, far fucking left when he betrayed everything that he stood for after 2008. And, uh, but you know, I think what opened my eyes to the idea of, of leftist gun ownership, and, I, and I'm not a member of the SRA or anything or any organization for that matter. But um, the uh, what really opened my eyes is like I forget what year it was, but when all those fucking Bundy people, you know, the right wing militias armed to the fucking teeth, literally held off the federal government, um, and they they took to the streets, waving guns around. Cops never did shit to stop them, and that started when I realized like, hmm, state is not going to stop this. Uh, and I realized, you know, being a lifelong student of history and someone who's Armenian, uh, when the people who are polarized against you start arming themselves, the last thing you should do is fucking disarm, uh, because that's how you end up in camps. Uh, and I mean, that's the only, and, and we've learned from firsthand experience, uh, in Washington state that if you show up to protest things unarmed, you get your fucking ass kicked by the cops. But if you show up with guns, they let you march because they don't want to fuck with you. And, uh, you know, I would hope that some kind of armed conflict is not coming. Like, you know, Robert Evans' amazing podcast laid out horribly for all of us. <laughs> uh, uh, but, I mean, I think until all guns are gone, nobody should fucking disarm. I mean, Marx himself said the working class should disarm. Um, and, uh, you know, do you have, have you, like, what about you guys? And we don't, we don't talk about guns much other than like how dumb guns don't work in history. Uh, but like, I know Rich, you're not a huge gun person, but you were raised around guns cause you're from the South, right? Yeah. So I probably, given my personal history, I probably should have more of an opinion on this. I, my first memory of shooting a rifle was when I was five years old and target practice with my dad on his hunting lease. Uh, my dad's a huge hunter. A lot of our food growing up was stuff that he actually killed and brought home. Yeah. Um, he took me hunting with him, me and my sister, hunting with him every year. Um, I am a soldier in the Army. I'm obviously qualified to shoot rifles. I own guns myself. But unfortunately, I just don't. I, I guess I mean it's, I guess it's fair to say that I'm kind of ignorant on a lot of the actual gun issues and I don't educate myself well on them. I own my guns legally and that's pretty much as far as I go into it. Yeah, and you know as far as like gun issues goes, I know I've I've probably unwisely made a lot of mass shooting jokes on this show because I don't know what to do about it and it makes me uncomfortable. And I, whenever I'm put in a situation where I'm uncomfortable or confronted by something I don't know what to do, I make jokes. And that's something that statistically you own a gun in the house, you're much more likely to be killed with that gun. I understand that. Um, more guns do not make you safer. That's an ignorant right-wing talking point. Uh, they absolutely do not make you safer. Living around guns, you're much more likely to be killed by one, probably your own, probably by your own hands. Um, that being said, I don't own a fucking arms cache. I own two small pistols. Um, and I thought about buying an, uh, a rifle until very recently when those all vanished from the shelves. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and yeah, America has some of the worst fucking gun violence on earth, and that shit ain't going away. There's never going to be some kind of mass confiscation. And if it is, it will lead to Robert Evans' civil war that he talked about. That's absolutely fucking sure. Nobody's going to give up all their weapons by force of the state. Uh, but until all guns magically get fairy wanded away, I don't want to give mine up either. 
I mean, uh, you know, I'm not a a member of a racial or religious um, minority. I highly doubt, unless I get warped back to the Ottoman Empire, I'm going to be victimized uh, other than for politics. But I do know if that time comes that those racial and religious minorities need allies, and I look forward into being one, and I, we should protect people who are exploited and are victimized. Uh, but what about you, Nick? Yeah, I own guns. I know before, a really long time ago, I used to be really right with it. Like, oh, yeah, guns, guns this, guns that. No, not well, your anymore. dad was a cop. That's to be expected. Yeah, but even he chilled out a lot about it too. Like he's, we, I just have no opinion on it to be honest. Yeah, and same with him. I mean, it's weird because we both went into that stage almost the same time. Yeah, I mean, I think that's all to be expected. I'm obviously the most overtly political of the three of us, so I'm going to have the most political stance on them. Um, if you want to own a gun, own a gun, but know how to fucking use it. Take training. Solid. Yes. Um, if you don't want to own a gun, great. I mean, that's America's bad at a lot of things, but we still have that. Uh, <laughs> and it, honestly, if you want to own a gun right now, good fucking luck. <laughs> Everything's sold out. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, and they also ask if there's any literature um, to read to be have a more informed platform. Uh, I will point you to a... Uh, Something that Robert Evans pointed me to, actually, since you're a Robert Evans fan, is the book, uh, This Nonviolent Stuff Will Get You Killed. It's about how uh, militant civil rights activists got shit done. Uh, and I highly recommend it. It's a really good book. Um, now, after that, um, we're going to go to one that's targeted at all of us. It's a little bit lighthearted. Uh, doesn't have to do with deep-seated political thoughts. Uh, for me, which Fago flavor is best? Are you guys familiar with Fago? What the fuck is, what is Fago? <laughs> okay, so you are aware of it to an extent that you're not aware of. You both know who the insane clown posse is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's their sacrament, effectively. Uh, it's a regional Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, maybe, only soda, that comes in probably like 20 fucking different flavors, and you can buy a three liter for 75 cents because we're all poor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, some of the flavors all just taste like chemistry, uh, but the best one is definitely Red Pop. Pop yep. is the flavor. It tastes like red. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick, if you could change one thing about your dick tattoo, what would you change? And I feel Ooh. like we need we need to yeah. talk about that yeah, for yeah, a yeah. second. It's podcast lore some people might not know about. <laughs> Nick has a tattoo of a dick on his leg. He does not have a tattoo on his dick. No. That's no, an no, important no. Uh, that thing hurt. we should put. Yeah, that, that, that hurt real, real bad. That's the $10,000 a month Patreon goal. Ooh, Get at it. <laughs> I'd honestly put less hairs. Yeah, the hairs are a little weird. I mean, the awesome. hairs come in naturally. <laughs> yeah, but I think on the outside, it's kind of looking weird. But the inside hairs is cool. Ball hairs cool. Outside ball hairs, not so cool. <laughs> so you, what you're saying is your dick tattoo needs to be manscaped. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> I'll keep the, the tip. The tip's actually pretty cool. Just the tip? Yeah. It's a heart. It's pretty sweet. Oh, boy. Uh, rich. Because when you give the tip, you give love. That's what the heart was meant for. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Nick is single. Uh... <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I don't dis- Oh, I don't mind disappointing. Now has <laughs> uh, that has any? Have you had any like negative 
impacts from having a dick tattooed and you're like which you can totally like see army? yeah like because you can totally see that motherfucker in pt shorts yeah, absolutely. for sure <laughs> actually at one place which was at the academy for ncos <laughs> when a fucking sharp rep came by and he's like is that a dick tattoo i was like uh yeah it is sorry he's like all right we're gonna go see the commandant i was like oh fuck <laughs> the commandant looked at it kind of grinned he's like put a fucking band-aid over it <laughs> so you had to turn your dick tattoo into nelly yeah. <laughs> so that's about it. That's all that came out of that. Everybody else thinks it's great. Great, so, great is a really strong word. I mean, that's how I when take it, it comes to a dick tattoo, there's really no middle ground. It's either you're strongly for or you're strongly against. <laughs> Nobody's like, I'm okay. Basically, with it. I have stuff that people wish they could have had. A dick tattoo? Pretty much. Who wishes they could have a dick tattoo? They have dick tattoo if hubris. You wish, if you wish you could have a dick tattoo, you would have one. I don't know. No, I'd never get a dick tattoo. But do now you wish he, you could have but one. But now he can experience I have a it lot of dumb tattoos. Me. He can experience that through me. That's true. <laughs> so that's what people see. They're like, ah, the light in his eyes. <laughs> you have light. All right. <sighs> this one's for Rich. Um, if you could keep any animal outside of common exotics, which I'm assuming means what you own now, <laughs> uh, which in parentheses says outside of of of. Well, you could buy it at an expo or a store. What would you have? Oh, my gosh. You really should have prepared me for this one. I did. I literally asked you before we started to start thinking about it. You didn't ask me about animals. You asked me about books and authors. You were correct. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I am a great showrunner, but I told you. <laughs> but I'm telling you now. Yeah. I mean, I always, I mean, of course, growing up, I always wanted like a tiger or something like that. But after, after, after the after jokes, Joe Exotic, I... Mm. <laughs> Actually, uh, we are very close in the Patreon to being able to afford a Tiger Cup at Joe Exotic Prices. <laughs> um, there's actually a great show because, I mean, I've always been an animal lover. I've always like been the one, like the kid that picked up every stray that she found off the street, every bird that fell out of a nest, like whatever the case. Um, I used to pick up baby ducks at the pond. I always wanted a duck. <laughs> I obviously love reptiles. But I watched this show on, I think it's on Amazon, and it's like an Animal Planet show, but it's like all about people who have like crazy exotic pets like chimpanzees and tigers and big cats and like everything, and uh, all about how eventually they attack them. And I think I'm cured of like those really, really like unavailable ones. Yeah, I don't want to own a chimpanzee and have it eat my face. Yeah, no. like I, I love and animals. Show up and kill it. And I want to respect them and I want them to be in as much of their natural environment as possible. Um, I like to see them as zoo- at zoos and zoos do a lot of work to conserve natural environments, yeah. so I'm okay with that. Um, like real zoos, not like the southern... Not Joe Exotic oh, zoos. Yeah. Wood, like animal park. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And, and people talk shit about zoos because the animals are caged and everything sure. like that. But they do. They do a lot of conservation work. Which well, they do is a really lot of important. breeding programs and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the, I think it, even in the Pacific Northwest, uh, they do uh, like a red red wolf uh, reprodu- uh, uh, breeding program. I think it's a, a red wolf or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. That it was like extinct in the wild. So like you're fucking welcome. Yeah, <laughs> that have if, if zoos didn't exist, that motherfucker would be extinct. Yeah, so really, I mean, unavailable exotics. I can't really say that there's one that I'd like to own. I would like to observe them from afar in appropriate places and and watch them live their you know lives. But I mean, as far as just exotics go, I love I love all the lizards. I love rhino iguanas and tegus that I own. Um, I really want a bird. I really want a duck. Like so. I would like a toucan. I feel like that's pretty like. 
uncommon. Like you can't just go buy one because <laughs> we saw one an expo that was not for sale that they were just showing everybody. And it looked like a real life cartoon character. Oh, I got it. Okay, I got my answer. What? I want a capybara. Capybaras are friend shaped. They are. Everybody they, loves they them. They just want to love and hug you. Like, there was one at. Uh, There's actually a subreddit for people that own them as pets. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There was a there was a petting zoo that we went to where you could go in and like a capybara would just climb into your lap and just sit on you for hours and let you pet it. It was so cute. Yeah, they're super friendly. Though I have heard that they're incredibly territorial. Like when they like b- say they bond to you, and they're like let's all go to Rich's house for beers. We're going to be attacked by a capybara. <laughs> Which or is a wallaby. The wallaby what, was super cute. Yeah, well, or well, a I mean, fox. Ever since. Uh, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, I've been uninterested in wallabies. <laughs> Rocco. <laughs> he had a lot of stuff going on. That's definitely not a good one. Oh, <laughs> He's had a lot of stuff going on. I am obsessed with foxes, so yeah, yeah, for sure. Foxes are adorable. Yeah, that's why I always call like a fox dog, because she acts like one. And it's the closest <laughs> I'll ever come to owning one. Uh, and for me, um, oh, I already said mine. For everyone. If you had to redo a deployment, but you could choose any era and any position outside of being a commander, uh, and any side of a war, what war would you serve in and what would you do? I mean, the the on-brand podcast answer to this is all wars are bad. Yeah. But like, also, we're huge nerds and we have real answers to this. Oh, wow. Whatever Soviet Union liberated uh, Auschwitz, you get to like give the prisoners weapons, but like, go ahead and kill your guards. Oh, yeah. To be fair, Americans did that, too. That's but, like, true. But, wh- whoever did that, I'm all for that. Uh, but, like, the European history nerd in me also says, like, I'd like to be Napoleon's Imperial Guard. <laughs> his aide? Yeah, I, I would like to be his aide. Uh, what about you? Oh, man. This one's awesome. In all honesty, everything in me just says, for some reason, World War II. Probably Jumper with boy. aviation. Yeah. You're a ball turret gunner, even though you're six foot tall. <laughs> they probably put me in the uh, just regular, not a door, but the fuck. I can't even remember. Like wow, a tail gunner or whatever. I mean that, yeah. But honestly, that definitely something to do with aviation back in World War II. Just how cool. So you're going to be dead in like 15 minutes, pretty much. <laughs> their their life expectancy was awful. Rich, let's just when we ask this question, let's pretend that men didn't think that you were subhuman and could fight in all the wars <laughs> of history. Yeah, you could do anything. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are like thinking of like altruistic reasons and and fun reasons and cool reasons and everything. And all I'm thinking about, all I'm thinking about is the horrible living conditions that we had in 2012 in Afghanistan (laughs) and how much worse that had to be in any past war because we actually had like some form of technology and shelter and sometimes even air conditioning (laughs) in Afghanistan. Yeah. So just based on the fucking horrible living conditions and, and, and foodborne illnesses and lack of good medicine, no. <laughs> wait, wait, you mean prayer won't cure my musket ball wound? <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of any of that. I mean, hypothetically, in all of our situations, we will be the lone survivor. <laughs> like, yeah, it was really weird. My whole plane went down. I was the guy that fell 25,000 feet onto a snowbank yeah. or whatever and walked <laughs> yeah. away. No, I mean, like. Of course, it's terrible. And uh, a B seventeen. If you've ever heard the podcast "Lions Led by Donkeys," they actually cover a lot of that stuff. Uh, (laughs) I have heard of that. (laughs) Um, Unless I'm in the Air Force, because they never do shit. So, (laughs) to be fair, you brought up the Army Air Corps. I brought up the Army Air Force. (laughs) So, the coolest Air Force ever. The only Air Force that matters. I I don't recognize the modern U.S. Air Force. 
It's like a ghost. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it's the figment of some old oh, white some, woman's imagination. Some cool <laughs> Army Air Force shit, too. Oh, I think I still do. Oh, man. Some real collectible shit. All right. Um, what podcast do you listen to? <laughs> I think this is where I do the obvious plug, and I point out the fact that um, our producer, Nate, has like three podcasts he's a part of, uh, including this one. Uh, to include Hell of a Way to Die, which we all listen to. Yeah. And I fucking love Trash Future. I don't think these guys are as, as thoroughly uh, bra- <laughs> brain damaged as Trash I am. Trash Future? Trash Future. It's amazing. What it's, is that? It's, um, they talk about really dumb tech people and uh, a lot of British politics. Um, but it, it's, and I, I, you're probably asking, like, why the fuck do you care about British politics? I don't. But like, <laughs> Because I hardly care about American politics anymore, but it's so entertaining. The people on it are fucking hilarious. I cannot recommend it enough. It's it, there's very few podcasts that I just do not miss a week of. That's one of them. And uh, uh, I also love Knowledge Fight. Um, it's two guys who listen to Alex Jones and then like, bur- like pretty much just roast them for two fucking hours. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, and then obviously like the history ones. Um, Mike Duncan, everything he's ever done is amazing. Uh, Patrick Wyman's Tides of History and uh, 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 the History of Rome is great. Um, and, of course, I have, to call, I have to shout out Dan Carlin. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty much set us down this road long, long time ago. Oh, man. I loved his hardcore history. Yeah, if only he could update it uh, more than once every year. You just got to wait, like, every year. <laughs> <laughs> but that episode is going to be long. <laughs> be four hours of him going well I'm not a historian but <laughs> and then but I feel like you are I mean I'm not a historian but I just don't try not to say it that often where it's a fucking meme <laughs> what other podcasts do you listen to well other than Dan Carlin it's definitely you actually put me on last podcast on the left I really like them uh, I've listened to him significantly less lately but that's mostly due to a change of platform. I don't really use Spotify. Um, I'm a heathen from what I understand. <laughs> Rich, I know you listen to a fucking ton of them. I do. Um, I love uh, Crime Junkies really good. Uh, I love Behind the Bastards with Robert Evans. I love uh, I don't also, even know why I didn't bring that up. Yeah, yeah. that's. I mean, that's definitely one of my favorites. Worst Year Ever also with Robert Evans is great. 420 Day Fiance is my shit. Oh my God. If you guys like the show 90 Day Fiance, honestly, even if you don't, um, Miles Gray and fucking Sophia Alexander are fucking hilarious. They get really high and talk shit about 90 Day Fiance, which is amazing. Um, I feel like I would like that a whole lot more if I was also high. Probably, but even sober, it's really fucking funny. It's like funny. Grandma's Boy. Like, it's funny, oh, but it's hilarious if you're ripped I've been, out of your mind. I've been in public places listening to that podcast on headphones and just laughing hysterically. Like, people probably think I'm nuts. Um, they do. Yeah. You're in Seattle. So it's probably uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Armchair Expert is one of my favorites. Specifically, he does, uh, it's Dax Shepard's podcast, but specifically, he interviews a lot of um, like psychologists and things like that, which I'm really into psychology. That's what I'm going to school for. Um, so I really like his uh, Experts on Experts segment where he interviews like psychologists and things like that. That doesn't mean I'm going to give him a pass for having the first name Dax. It's, he didn't name himself. He could have changed it. And also, it. he's married to Kristen Bell. So You know what? Every once in a while, we bat above our weight. <laughs> all right? uh, but yeah, all of those. They're great. Anybody anyone want to add anything to that, if I could speak clearly without mumbling? I'm good. Oh, the Office, the new Office Ladies podcast is, is cute, too. They're, they are way too proud mothers. Oh, they're very, very like... 
emotional. They cry every episode. <laughs> they do, do they? cry every yes. episode. I have them saved. I haven't watched. Yeah, like, it is. It's one. super fun to learn about like some of the behind the scenes stuff, though. They're just super like mom about it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they're both like forty year old moms. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> sh- no they shit. are super moms. Yeah. It's very. It's very like PG. Like have your cookies and milk while you listen. <laughs> yeah, it's a family-friendly podcast, much like this one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, somebody did say that they were listening to the show with their children in the car. Because <laughs> they're like, apparently their kids really enjoy it. I'm like, oh, God, what the fuck are they going to say? How old are they? <laughs> not old enough. <laughs> Probably not old enough to drop a hard C at nap time. Uh, so what do you think... A ethical military intervention would look like. Uh, I don't think we've covered one yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really hard um, to to say because I mean, now we're gonna have to talk. Obviously, we're talking hypothetically, and if everything goes right, which it never does, if you're in case a new listener to this show or history in general or the military, uh, nothing ever goes to plan. Um, but I think we've we've had a couple in our history. We've definitely whiffed on a couple. Uh, obviously, World War II, World War Two was incredibly ethical <clears throat> for the Germans. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, <Whoa. yeah. laughs> I think I have to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you guys were listening so intently. I had to snap you out of it. No, I think um, even though America that would have been weird if Rich would have been like, "Go on." <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. I, I learned this in my Texas history class. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, uh, I think even though America was eventually dragged kicking and screaming into World War II, it was an ethical thing to do, and it was ethical to ensure that the Nazi regime was smashed and that Imperial Japan could not victimize China anymore. Obviously, there's a whole lot more to it than that, uh, such as battling spheres, spheres of influence, and, but that's every war ever. Nobody's ever fighting a war for altruistic means, even if they say they are. Um, I think um, the bombing uh, or stopping the... Um, the genocide in Kosovo is absolutely the right thing to do. Yes, we fucked up and bombed the wrong targets every once in a while, but you know what? That's literally what war is. You're not going to launch a war without killing civilians. It's something that has to be taught, like, that does not exist. I agreed with uh, Obama beginning to bomb ISIS in, in Iraq and Syria because he was, uh, because gen- uh, ISIS is a fucking death cult. Yes, we helped create ISIS by invading Iraq in the first place. Trust me, I fucking understand. But they were genociding the Yazidi people of Iraq. And Iraq was not in the position to stop it. Uh, and since then, has the war effort gone sideways? Of fucking course it has. It's an American war. They're not meant to have an end. Um, I think we should have uh, been involved in Rwanda. I think we should have been uh, involved in Myanmar. I think we should, I mean... It, it, we have the strongest military in the world, right? I mean, nobody's going to doubt that, even if we use it incorrectly and it costs way too much. We definitely have the strongest military in the world. The only ethical way to use that military is stopping genocides, of which there's like fucking tons of them around the world all the time, but we'd never do that. Um, I think that's the only ethical, the only ethical way you could use your military is to stop a genocide or stop uh, some kind of, I don't know, like the Spanish Civil War, to stop a fascist from coming to power. That's going to cause something akin to a genocide, um, which we didn't do that either. Because um, like it or not, we, uh, the government probably kind of liked Franco at the time. But uh, 
I think that's it. I mean, uh, what would it look like to you guys? I mean, we've, all of us except Nick have fought in an unethical war, so we know what that looks like. Uh, <laughs> Nick's fought in many uh, fake ones at NTC. That's right. The, shit <laughs> the, the only good war. That's right. Yeah, it would look like NTC. No, that'd be <laughs> awful. We're at the, we're at the end, everybody fun. just goes home. Yeah, it would, <laughs> and it would still be awful. Mom says I have to go home now. I could honestly get behind the World War II one. Obviously, for obvious reasons. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean there, there's no way that someone could look at you and say, like, no, we shouldn't have fought the Nazis. I can definitely see that. I can it definitely happens. see somebody. I've seen it. <laughs> have you? They exist. Uh, or people that claim that, like, uh, Imperial Japan um, uh, was a victim of American aggression or something. Yeah, I definitely ran into is that the Fuck you, no. Is that I the direction that that show that, uh, that on, on Amazon Prime, the alternate history show? Oh, the one where Lindbergh wins the presidency? Yeah, that's the direction that it's going, right? Where they yeah, choose America's, not to fight the Nazis? That's right. Because right. Lindbergh was kind of a Nazi. The American first movement is fascist. Yeah, so yeah. I'm interested to see that where that show goes. Yeah. That's like that. But anyways. I mean, um, the, the Japanese were just as bad as the Nazis, if not worse. They were awful. The only reason why people don't care so much is because they were killing Chinese people and Americans are racist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fucking show me where I'm wrong, please. I mean, uh, uh, what would it look like to y'all? I mean, fighting the Nazis, everybody can get behind that unless yeah. you're a fucking Nazi. I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to really answer this one because, like, as I've said many times before, I'm not a historian. I don't educate well, myself enough on these What would these you be okay topics. fighting for? Because um, you are still in. Right. And, I mean, hypothetically, so, I would still be in in this situation. Like, yeah. what, I have to think, like, what would I be okay possibly dying for? Currently, I think that our motives are always capitalism based and poli- and politically based um like to appease fucking big money and things like that um i would be okay the globalists <laughs> i would be okay fighting for quoting alex jones I'm for kidding. more for more like socialist based causes like if we're fighting against corrupt governments who are starving their people if we're fighting against corrupt governments who are um who are enslaving people or against the drug cartel who is destroying the fucking South America and America for that matter. Um, those I think would be ethical if we're fighting those for the right reason and to actually stabilize countries and bring, pe- uh, bring nations back to being viable. Those would be ethical causes for military intervention, but we just don't have that down because we, our priorities aren't in the right place. So, so what I'm gathering from this is you want to use the most powerful military in the world to topple capitalism. Uh, yes, I want to. I want <laughs> to very, help people. I saw, <laughs> amazing! I saw a giant fucking blanket get thrown out. <laughs> Did you see the smile spread across my face? <laughs> I'm willing to ignore the drug war bit. Uh, uh, now, what do you think is the most overrated, quote unquote, great uh, in military history? Uh, it could be like Patton, Eisenhower, Napoleon. Oh. I think I've answered this before, and I'll say it again. Fucking uh, the entire Confederacy lost cause bullshit that comes up. Because like literally, it was like, well, the Confederates had the better generals. No, they fucking didn't, you goddamn idiots. You know what? I heard that in school, too. Yeah, really no, sad. you get it all yeah. the time because Robert E. Lee didn't swing from the fucking gallows and instead he got turned into a goddamn hero. And he, There's a reason why he was not a general. He was a colonel and the Confederates made him a general. They, fuck him. He wasn't a real general. No, he was a colonel. Yeah. He was a slave-owning colonel that was so vicious to his own slaves, even other people in the South were like, damn. So, like, fuck him. 
The only thing that went wrong uh, after the Civil War is we didn't reconstruct the South harder. Uh, what about you guys? That was a solid fuck him. Yeah, I mean, I can't say that enough. Uh, uh, mostly because of apparently we still have neo-Confederates that pop up in our timeline. <laughs> I'll go ahead and stick with my World War II theme. I'll go with Patton. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say right now, you neo-Confederates, you're listening to the Rock Podcast. And how have you made it 100 episodes? <laughs> Are you donating? One. <laughs> now, I'm personally conflicted uh, about Patton because he was a huge piece of shit. That much is incontrovertible. We've covered that in our Bonus Army episode. Uh, but I mean, he, he was a huge piece of shit, but he was okay at what he did, except the fact that like, he was totally fine with like nuclear Holocaust of the USSR yeah. after the war. <laughs> he like, but this is the next big target. And then dies. Yeah. He really, really didn't like him some Soviets. Um, but I mean, he was, he did his job. Okay. Uh, but he was, a, it's, it's hard because you gotta slap a few soldiers here. And yeah. There. And that's where something that comes up where it's like, you know, it, what makes a good leader, you know, like it's of like, do, do they have empathy? Do they have like love for the people under him where they just accomplish the mission? I'm sure. The secretary, former secretary of the Navy could probably answer that for me, but, uh, are you going to get him on as a guest? Uh, yeah. So I can tell him to go fuck himself <laughs> yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Hi, right, sir. Uh, could, could you eat my butt? <laughs> and then he'll try to answer something serious. <laughs> Hit him with a bofa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's it's like because you have to kind of like understand like what is it great like like and that's something that like somehow everybody gives Lee all of those things like they show him as like a compassionate southern gentleman towards his soldiers but also like completely ignore the fact that he literally whipped slaves and had brine poured on them because he's a a racist but also he lost a lot of fucking battles and then the entire south like the war ended when he uh, for all means surrendered Uh, the war ended Uh, so like not that great. Scumbag. Uh, yeah, he's shit. He was a bad person and a bad leader. So like, we we even though like we're all generally lower enlisted, raise a little bit higher than I ever got. Obviously, uh, like we have to like what like does a good leader take care of their soldiers while also balancing that with like you know taking a fucking city, or do they like do they take that fucking city but also your Patton who's like smacking people around but also drove tanks at protesters in D.C. Like, hmm, where's the toss up? I feel like as a general, you shouldn't have to go as low as to smack a troubled soldier. Yeah. Like, I understand like, PTSD wasn't totally understood back then, but, like, don't do that. Yeah. don't phys- I mean, physically abusing soldiers wasn't okay in World War II either. No. Like, that's why it sticks out so much. Like, that was, everybody was, like, shocked that he did that. So, if you can, like, be in the 1940s and do something so outside, like, so, like, beside the pale as that, it's like, God damn, you must be a pretty big piece of shit. Because, like... It was acceptable that black and white people don't work together back then. So, like, if you did something that was so awful as, like, physically abuse a soldier in front of a crowd of people, yikes. At least, like, Napoleon did it, too, who's, you know, my personal favorite uh, history thing. But, like, it was acceptable for people to abuse and beat their subordinates then. Those make it right. But, like, it makes it more understandable. (laughs) I guess, yeah. Like, you, that's why, like, something that a lot of people think, like, um, Oh, this guy sucked because he did all this fucked up shit back then, which is fair. But like I said, like owning slaves is bad from a 2020 perspective. And it was bad to a lot of people back in the 1860s as well. But like Lee did things that were so horrible that even other slave owners were like, holy shit. That's why like patent beating soldiers, everybody's like, God damn. It's like in our Napoleon series, I tried not to point out that 
beating soldiers with his riding crop was so crazy. It was just out of character for Napoleon. It wasn't out of character for the military back then by any fucking stretch of the imagination. But like for Napoleon, it was like, damn. So it, it, you, ha- you have to measure like what is a good person or a good leader by what section of history they were in. And Patton's piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Too long, didn't read. Patton's kind of a piece of shit. And he died in a car accident. He did. Which is actually a conspiracy theory, which I kind of buy into that the Soviets what? did it. There's a conspiracy behind it? Well, the, this conspiracy is, is that the Soviets definitely assassinated him because uh, I don't know if I believe it or not, but I probably don't. But You'd have to look more into this. Yeah. Gosh, even. Yeah. Uh, because was a shitty car. he was so like incredibly anti-communist and was talking about how we totally need to invade the Soviet Union after the war that they're like, hmm, should probably kill that guy. To be fair, Winston Churchill had like the same idea. It was like a whole plan called Operation Unthinkable that involved like rearming the German Wehrmacht immediately after the war to invade the Soviet Union. It's the dumbest fucking plan on earth. <laughs> and that actually brings us to our next question. What is the conspiracy theory that you believe? <laughs> you guys both just exchange a really troubling glance. Because this is awesome. <laughs> I honestly love JFK once. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're a grassy knoll type guy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there were six shooters. <laughs> My oh. personal favorite JF, uh, JFK thing was uh, there was a cop directly behind them that had a negligent discharge that what? shot him in the head. Because <laughs> like, being a soldier long enough, like, I can fucking see that. Do you think the cop was just sitting there, because he's from Texas, so he's sitting there fucking like twirling just it? Twirling <laughs> his head. And he's like, Poof. God damn it, Billy Bob <laughs> killed the president. <laughs> he fucking puts it away. Yeah, yeah, that's but my personal favorite I one. I fucking love JFK ones. They're honestly my favorite. Okay, that's your favorite, but which one do you actually believe? Do I believe? Yeah. I need like a list of conspiracy theories to choose from. Or oh, something. you, if you believe in one, you already know it. No, I don't think about it that much. You Let's should. see, because you got the grassy knoll guys, you got the umbrella guy. I would. Honestly... There's an umbrella guy. Yeah, you never heard of that one? The guy sitting in the on the street. He uh, has the umbrella. It's the nicest day, but he has a black umbrella, and apparently he puts it up to uh, signal to everybody to take the shot in the air. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I've actually never heard that. I've heard the magic bullet. Um, I've heard the the negligent discharge. That one's awesome. So I think the conspiracy theory that I've always kind of bought was uh, that the Swedish prime minister, Olaf Palm, was assassinated by South Africa. That's kind of like... You're going to have to go into more. Uh, it's a niche conspiracy, um, and, and it's from a long time ago. So the dude just kind of went missing. Um, and Oh, well, sorry. No, he didn't go missing. He was just shot uh, while he's leaving his house. Nobody ever knows who did it. Nobody was ever arrested. Like, the dude didn't even have bodyguards because oh, wow. he's the fucking Swedish prime minister, and it's, uh, I think, like the 680s, I think. But he was a really vocal anti-apartheid voice uh, in the world. And obviously, in the, in the late '80s, South Africa was led by a whole bunch of white dudes uh, and, and, and you know oppressing tens of millions of black people. And he was he was a prominent voice in the world stage for anti-apartheid stuff. So they fucking shot him. I mean, for all the other fucked up shit that apartheid South Africa did, that hardly even registers. So I believe it. Um, and no, to this day, it's unsolved. Really? So, like, I think they arrested someone, then had to release him because, like, yeah, he probably had nothing to do with it. Did they do the old? Couldn't find anything. Well, it, it was just so out, out, like nobody ever thought of it. I think they, I think the correct term for it is a failure of imagination. Like they didn't even because the dude liked to go out walking at night, 
because uh, it's the late 80s. What the fuck else are you going to do? I don't know. And he just got capped. And if they had a professional do it, like, because, I mean, South Africa had a ton of assassins that they used to take out, uh, like, African militants and stuff like that. It would make sense that why they didn't get caught. Also, uh, if you quickly run back to South Africa, not going to get caught. Um, how about you, Rich? I could probably believe any conspiracy against somebody who's like have who's like stirring some political upset and then mysteriously dies or gets murdered especially when like apartheid south africa is involved <laughs> and they have like hit squads that's definitely what she was going for yeah <laughs> or even even more more recently and relevant uh jeffrey epstein <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it epstein makes an appearance in lines led by donkeys <laughs> Oh like, man, I could that's awesome. No, I, I don't buy that shit for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think conspiracies exist because, um, like, random acts of violence, terrorist attacks, things like that. Um, actually, I think my second favorite one is Finland doesn't exist. Can I? Uh, <laughs> what? what? That one's awesome. Because I thought exist. mine was good. Um, it's completely bad. It's it's a fake conspiracy theory. Like someone said that. Like, I bet if we say this enough, someone will eventually believe it. Can I say a local one that's mostly just uh, spread by me? <laughs> I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I think that you're just lying to people. No, it's definitely a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> that the Chinese place up the street is a money laundering front. <laughs> oh, that's so common. Every, everybody has a place in town that's totally a money laundering front. Normally, it's mattress stores. Guys, it's not yeah. because it's a Chinese food place. It's because they literally don't ever have fucking customers. <laughs> and they're still somehow open. That's like paying Washington State rent prices. <laughs> that's almost like places in Colleen that were like that. Yeah, I mean... It, it's like normally everybody has a place in town that everybody's kind of weirded out by. Normally, oh, and the food is awful. I actually ordered from there. Yeah, it's one terrible. Time. It's, it's so bad. Never had it. Normally, it's mat- <laughs> it's mattress places that are considered uh, money laundering fronts because nobody ever buys that many mattresses from a mattress place, and they never close. They store their money in the mattress. Not what I was going. <laughs> I for. see where you're going with this. You, well done, Nick. You, you figured it out. <laughs> What's your Nick? I liked uh, the Marilyn Monroe was killed by the Kennedys. I mean, that's a good one. That one's not bad. I, I like it, uh, other than the fact that like she was a depressed person with substance abuse issues, and that makes it easier to fucking hide the conspiracy. She was a well-known star. Yeah. So use her substance abuse issues and get rid of the problem. We're in a long enough timeline. She's going to take care of that herself. <laughs> That's why it's a good conspiracy. I can, I can get on board with it. I mean, just by being around the Kennedys, she's much more likely to fucking die because they're cursed. Yeah. yeah they're, oh, yeah. <laughs> so fucking cursed. Uh, did you see that uh, another, Ken- like, two members of the Kennedy family went missing on their canoe the other day? What? what? Yeah. A canoe? Holy shit. Yeah, they were, um, it, the story's fucking bonkers. It's probably just. Because it makes no sense. Like, they, they lost a soccer ball out in their lakefront home or whatever. And they're like, oh, we'll go get it. And like the child and the mother, I think it was, climbed in the canoe and just poof, gone. What the fuck? Yep. Yep. That Mol- family is cursed. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be a Kennedy. I wonder what happened. I wouldn't mind. Like in ancient times, what happened to them that they're, it, it was like some like fucking like money swap scheme. Like you are going to be really, really rich, but your entire family is going to die in really tragic accidents. Uh, I'm going to assume it started when JFK escaped, like getting ran over by a fucking <laughs> ship during World War II. Because that guy totally should have died. He, he definitely should have. Yeah. He swam he like swam three for fucking, fucking miles. miles, and it looked like dozens of broken bones and shrapnel wounds. Like with, no, with at the that moment, guy, 
Yeah, and at, at that on. point, it reminds me of a Punisher uh, comic from forever ago when, like, he got wounded in Vietnam, and uh, like some voice was talking to him. It's really, it's it's like one of the reboots. It's not very good, but uh, it's like I could br- like you don't have to die, uh, and he's like, well, I don't want to die. Okay, and then like his family all died, <laughs> and that's what? why the Punisher's family died. Yeah, yeah. that's what happened to JFK. That's yeah. what that's what the Punisher comics are based off. Yeah, of. he's actually uh, uh, a. He's haunted by the poltergeist, the Frank Castle. Yeah, yeah. Frank Castle. No, because he, he definitely cool. wasn't cool enough to be Frank Castle because he was like on a ton of painkillers and a walker. He for wouldn't most be of his 2004 life. The Punisher. No, he <laughs> definitely he's he's no Tom Jane. No, he's not. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, next question. No. So imagine you were the chair of the Joint Chiefs a month after 9/11, and uh, George W. Bush actually listens to you. What is your advice or recommendations? Holy crap! <laughs> I know. I think the I think the most eye opening part is like, wait, someone's actually gonna listen to me? I thought I just stood here in a neat uniform. <laughs> uh, mine's pretty easy. Uh, so for people who aren't aware, um, the Taliban offered to give the United States Osama bin Laden uh, in exchange for uh, acceptance that they were the government of Afghanistan. I would take that deal, and that would that would end it. I mean, of course, the Taliban could be like, ha, 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 I'll hit you with the reverse Uno card. We don't actually have Osama bin Laden. But, like, whatever, I still would take that deal. New book idea. That Taliban hits you with the reverse Uno card? No, al- <laughs> alternate history story. What, like the, the forever war never happens? Yeah. That book could be real boring, because just the only thing that would happen is, like, a couple thousand Americans are still alive. No, it would be, be similar <laughs> to Stephen King's uh, The Eleven... I can never remember the date. The one with the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> yeah, the one that where the alternate history where Kennedy was never assassinated. No, we just invade Iraq anyway. That probably still happens. Because <laughs> yeah. after this works so smoothly and Bush doesn't get his war, I probably get fired. <laughs> or I mysteriously wake up with, like, with six gunshots in the front of my face and it's <laughs> yeah. a suicide. You wake up with <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd wake up after the first one. Oh. <laughs> that one's the one that wakes like, you up. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Which one puts you down? Number six. <laughs> nice. What about you guys? Honestly, yours is as good as mine. And I have no fucking clue. No idea. No, Rich is over like, fuck that. We're invading Afghanistan anyway. <laughs> no. Otherwise, I'd fuck Texas. <laughs> Otherwise, I won't get my combat patch. <laughs> Whoever said fuck Texas, we're invading. No, honestly, my plan works. Even if you really, really want war, because think of how many seal books will never happen. <laughs> They'll still happen. You'll never know who Eddie Gallagher is. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Seal books will happen. But off the off chance that Eddie Gallagher might not happen, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, in the last 20 years. There's somewhere a monkey paws curling inwards and Eddie Gallagher's <laughs> elected president. If we could have avoided Afghanistan... In the last 20 years, we could have gotten into, like, a better war, a cooler war or something. Like, America. What would that be- look like, America, Rich? America's good at getting into shit. Yeah, we, like I said, we'd probably still invade Iraq anyway. <laughs> like, we got Osama bin Laden, but we don't have Saddam yet. And Saddam's <laughs> over there like, wait, what? What do I have to do with any of this? I thought you solved that whole kind of thing. With his magician in the background. <laughs> um, so... This one uh, is a is is a bit of a niche. If you guys are not aware, niche, if you will. <laughs> I thought you said an I thought you itch. Said itch. Yeah. It's an itch. It's, <laughs> like, it's like that. You need to scratch. <laughs> you got crabs. Um, <laughs> a little scrotal itch. I like I like how this one knows. Uh, the the person who wrote this question knows how we speak because it says, "What is y'all? What is your slash y'all's position?" <laughs> 
on Jane Fonda endorsing the North Vietnamese Army. And hypothetically, would you sign up to fight in Vietnam? Well, to answer your second question first, goddamn fuck no. Hell no. And uh, I think we all have family members who fought in Vietnam. Uh, I have two who fought in both the French and American War. And I can tell you no, and I would dodge the draft. (laughs) 100%. Yep. No shame in that. My family had horror stories. Yep. Um, as far as Jane Fonda's uh, endorsing of the NVA, um, well, for, first off, I feel like I should probably point out that she apologized for it. She did. Uh, but also, I think a lot of people fall into the same trap Jane Fonda does. And the only difference between you and her is that she was a movie star, and the, so the Vietnamese kind of want to hang out with her. Uh, she'd be, you become propaganda. Yeah. Um, she was anti-war, which we all are. Uh, anybody with a fucking brain is. Um, and she did other things, like she hosted USO shows for um, for soldiers that were outside of Bob Hope's ultra-patriotic USO shows before they went to Vietnam. Um, but then she went to Vietnam in North Vietnam and hung out on top of an anti-aircraft battery that definitely killed Americans. Uh, and she also lied about American prisoners of war, uh, who were, everybody knew they were being tortured, and she said they were being treated fine. Um, I think that's pretty unforgivable. And I'm not saying that because I support the American war in Vietnam. You can be anti-imperialist and anti-war and not become propaganda. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't become propaganda. It's like you New can. slogan. <laughs> yeah, you can be anti-war, but also like not be that support Bashar al-Assad. Uh, you can be anti-imperialist and realize that like the North Vietnamese government was pretty goddamn horrible. And did horrible things to ethnic minorities. It's like a lot of a lot of even like recent stories. You can be anti-war and still support American troops, also. Like yeah, and not you know, and not do, uh, do things that go against their their well-being. And I think that's that slaving of one to the other is directly tied to Vietnam. Is a massive overcorrection of the American media narrative, of because the anti-war movement was so successful in Vietnam and widely supported that they began to equate one with the other and that's why i i mean i'm largely anti-soldier because i was one (laughs) and i can tell you from first experience most of them are pretty dumb but uh no i'm just kidding um i'm not but any anti-war behavior movement feeling anti-imperialist movement feeling whatever is not anti-soldier soldiers are enlisted or conscripted uh, significantly less conscripted these days, and they don't have any say in what they're doing. Uh, but you can, can be very much anti-officer, anti-general, anti-politician that starts and leads these wars. Um, that's fine. Uh, but, I mean, I'm as against the Afghan wars. Anybody I know, I'm not going to go hang out with the Taliban because the Taliban are pieces of shit. Yeah, that'd be super weird. Yeah. That would be kind of weird. Yeah. Seeing you on the fucking news yeah turns out these guys are fine <laughs> yeah. yeah they're great <laughs> these guys are cool yeah just because someone is fighting america and you don't agree with that war does not mean they're intrinsically good yeah <laughs> and that is a fucking that that's something that i actually set out and i think i kind of overcorrected a bit on that uh from a leftist perspective that leftists aren't good at history um in that that they th- as a group i'm trying to not generalize here but as a group they try uh, generally are contrarian and they believe that the Vietnam war was bad. So North Vietnam was good. 
or that that the Korean War is bad, so North Korea was good. I think it gets super fucking muddy because you want there to be a good side and a bad side. So everybody right. who's pro America thinks that America is always the good side, and we're not. We fucking suck sometimes, but the, uh, but other people suck as much or worse sometimes. Like w- there's there's good and bad in everybody. That's why like. The, the the meme, I think it's a drill tweet or whatever, is like, no, there cannot be two bad things here, you fucking idiot, you absolute imbecile. Like, sometimes two people just fucking suck. Yeah. I mean, the Korean War is a great example of that. South Korea is a fucking dictatorship, just like North Korea was. That was just Cold War bullshit, and both sides were wrong. Um, and it's one, it's a huge misconception too. That and North Korea invaded the South. Yeah, <laughs> like we're like America is fighting for America's beliefs and and political structure and culture. But the people that we're fighting against are fighting for the same thing, just right. on their side, their beliefs, their culture, their political structure. So, well, I mean, when you're talking about things like the Vietnam War, that's absolutely not what we were fighting for. Um, but in South Vietnam was largely a puppet state. That the 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 split between the two was meant to be solved with a with an election that the North Vietnamese absolutely would have won, and that's why we got involved because we're like, oh nope, can't have Vietnam become communist. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that that I mean that North Vietnam was wrong in attacking the South. I actually I kind of get that because they had an election stolen from them, and we were wrong in defending South Vietnam. In my opinion, just let it fi- figure itself out. Uh, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna go hang out the North Viet- North Vietnamese army uh, like that whole. I mean, and there's there's a lot of um, urban legends I guess you could say that popped up around this, uh, like. Uh, Soldiers saying that they gave uh, Jane Fonda letters uh, to bring home, and she gave them to the North Vietnamese. Never happened. Uh, there's no documented case that that happened. But she's such a hateable character towards that era of veterans that I could say I watched her eat a baby, and you'd probably believe me at the local <laughs> fucking American Legion or whatever. Go to the VFW down the street. Yeah, the one in the double wide? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think she was dumb. But like, is any and uh, she was, I think, in her early 20s, mid-20s. She was young. Yeah, she was really young. She was dumb and got played. She got played for propaganda. People, it happens to people all the fucking time. It happens to America literally every day. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like people should be a little bit more understanding. She did apologize. She didn't kill anybody. Um, you know. And that is also, like, I mean, especially now with, like, all of this, like, cancel culture shit. Like, you have to kind of decide if you're going to let people make mistakes and then grow into better people. Um, because People do do her horrific shit sometimes or even just like meaningly bad shit. And then if you grow and you learn from it and you become a better person because of it, or you apologize for it and you mean it like, are you still canceled? Are we still going to fucking hate you for the rest of your life because you did did something bad? Well, if you say a slur, you're a rapist. You can just get fired into the sun of cancel. I'm, yeah, I don't give a fuck about I, I'm you. not saying that every I mean, obviously, Hitler is completely canceled and, can, Whoa, and will tank. never that come one. back from Oof. that. <laughs> But like, there's, I don't know. He's making a comeback in some circles. <laughs> there's levels of it. Like, if you make a dumb <laughs> fucking mistake in your 20s, like, are you canceled for the rest of your life? And you know, to Jane Fonda's credit, it never slowed her down. She's an activist till this day, and was yeah, arrested very recently for protesting. So, really? like, yeah. So, unlike a lot of fucking shitty ass hippies who lost their thread and became shitty fucking centrist boomers and Republicans, she's still 100 percent through and through. So, like, she fucked up. A lot of people are guilty of that. I don't hold it against her. I think she was dumb and got played. Yeah. I think if any of us uh, became prominent enough where uh, uh, a government asked us to visit, you'd get played too. 
I mean, you're fighting an entire state aperture of fucking power. You're not going to win. Right. What government would invite you? Uh, nobody. Uh, I mean, to be fair, uh, the University of North Carolina is state funded, so I guess North Carolina. <laughs> so we're at a little over an hour, so we should probably wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, for the questions. Um, thank you uh, to y'all for joining me. I like um, these questions. If we didn't get to your question, I apologize. We kind of got long-winded on a few of them, and we're not one to normally make two-hour-long podcasts, because who's going to listen to us for that long? Um, so I really enjoyed doing this. We're Try to try to do it like once a year. I feel like that's pretty cool. Um, you also do questions from the Legion at the end of your episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. I mean, all of these are pretty much questions from the Legion. Oh, we just opened it up to everybody. Um, so, uh, everybody, thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that through rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Um, you can do it more by donating to the show on Patreon. You can get bonus content uh, like access to the Discord, bonus episodes, stickers, books. Uh, early episodes, all sorts of stuff. Joe's yeah. toenails. Uh, yeah. In a Ziploc bag, airmailed. Yeah. Irish Royal Mail. We'll get it there in like six months. I have my <laughs> Ziploc bag. Get yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, that's all I got. Um, I'm all, I, I'm, I, yeah, I always feel like, you know, you kind of have a point and then you don't. And you just feel like an idiot because you just, you hit nothing. Like Michael Scott. Yep. <laughs> you start a sentence and then you I'm just, just hope I'm, it goes I'm just hoping it catches up with me. <laughs> yep. That's that's me in the history of this show. So until next time, thank you everybody. And here's to maybe another hundred more if you guys can stick around. Here, for here. It. Later. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs>